0: Um, I'll do one more, and then we'll go to a live question. Uh, Fabrice, I guess I'll make sure Fabrice is not on first. Okay, cool. So here's Fabrice's question. Question about self-inquiry and remembering I am. The more frequent glimpses of awareness and peace occur, the more it seems like I experience two worlds, Here we go. (laughs) The perfection of reality and ego's shadow covering it. So non-duality and duality. I see the world, uh, the projection, is a dream. Yet I can't seem to wake up from it at will when catching myself lost in the storm of it. Very good. How to remember I am in the middle of a challenging, challenging daily actions especially those moments when we have awareness of ego's reactions yet don't have the peace that comes with it. It seems as if I'm trying to willpower my way to that inner refuge slash stillness, which is the exact opposite of how it reveals itself as non-striving. Yes, fantastic insight there, Fabrice. So great, we sort of laid a context for this in our opening. You said, it seems like I experienced two worlds, The perfect one of unity and the shadowy one of separation. So what did we say in the beginning, Fabrice? We said, you've just got to stop making a big deal about duality at a certain point. You got to stop making a big deal about your mind and see it as totally inconsequential, see it as totally illusory, meaningless in itself. Like this is how we really know that we we've transcended the belief in separation, right? We can talk all day about it in the mind and we can intellectually get that there's no separation, but when your mind projects separation and you go, oh man, now I'm back in the dream again, then isn't that a testament that you still believe the dream is real? It has to be, right? If you're like bummed out when the dream world appears again, you must think that that's a real world still. Why? Because if you knew it was just a projection, when a movie's projected on a screen and there's violence and and danger on the screen, you're just chilling in your movie seat, chewing popcorn, having a good time watching it. Why? Because you don't think there's actually a machine gun shooting at you or a tank or a bomb or something, you know, it's just on a screen. So you can't react negatively to what's on the screen. In fact, you can really observe and enjoy what's on the screen from a deeper place. So if when the ego projects the, the separate world again, and I feel like I'm a separate self, and then I make that a big deal, I must still believe that the projection is true to some extent. So I'm, a, I'm in an intermediary place, a transitional phase, as, as I said yesterday. So that's good. Something to rejoice about for sure. But let's remember, I'm in a transition. This isn't the final destination, right? The final destination is when the awareness of oneness is completely effortless and natural and very, very childlike, very simple in its essence. You never feel like you've realized some super high level concept. Wrong direction, (laughs) if that's where you're going. You realize it like a child realizes something. Oh. Super obvious, super self-evident. So measure how much you're making a big deal about what ego's doing. And then can you be more aware of that? And can you just step away from that a little more today? Let's say you're in a stressed out mood. You got some business thing, a meeting, some pertinent obligation tomorrow. And so you're just noticing your mind is stressing about it first thing to do, don't make that a big deal. It's totally okay if the mind is stressed about tomorrow's business meeting. I know that my Christ isn't. My Christ is just the pure consciousness. It's pure peace all the time. So thank goodness what I really am is not stressed out. Try to adopt that attitude. I said this once, I think on an LTC call, uh, but it's a huge point that bears repeating. To look on everything with love Another way we could see that or understand what that looks like, to look on everything with love is just to have a happy attitude towards it. I always think about Olaf from Frozen. Like all the bad stuff that happens to Olaf in the in the movie, he always has this happy attitude towards it. And so we really like Olaf and we really, uh, in a sense, we see something beautiful in Olaf's character. There's an innocence, a purity there. So can you just have an Olaf kind of attitude about everything where if the mind is stressed out, you're like, oh, that's okay. The business meeting will happen tomorrow. It'll be over and his stress will be resolved. So that's okay. I'll be be here today with you. And now we just have a relationship with the ego like that, a happy relationship to it. Well, then we're cutting off its power supply, right? Because when we're happy towards it and non-combative, totally accepting, then it's not taking any of our power anymore. It's not draining our energy anymore. Enlightenment's not about what you can remember or access. Enlightenment's about not forgetting, really. Enlightenment's about not forgetting the truth of who you are. So one of the ways we can practice not forgetting is to practice a a certain kind of disposition towards everything in life. Whether you call it love, if that word works for you, use that word. Just practice being loving to everything. If, if a murderer walks up to you, you're gonna love that murderer, right? Worst case scenario, you're still gonna give love. Or you can just say a happy attitude. Just have a happy attitude towards whatever arises. Then we're practicing how to stay in that realization, how to stay in that non-dual realization that it's all one, there's nothing separate happening, nothing to fear, nothing to fight against, nothing to cling to. That's the I am state, right? Mind-heart coherence, wholeheartedness. The heart plays such a huge role. I mean, it's the am of the I am state. So we can't leave the mind in the dust. The mind will come with, it's the I, but the am is love, is the heart. And so let's be practicing this is really all that, that it requires of us.